think what we have to understand is that, again, you find throughout Shas this idea of and the question is, where in the narrative of Har Sinai did Klai so swear that they were going to keep the Torah? Where's the Rishvua? There's no mention of a Rishvua anywhere in the Torah. You could do Shnai Mikra Vachetargim, you're going to see. There's no mention anywhere in the Torah of there being a Rishvua. Yet, Chazal take for granted throughout Shas that when the Yidin were at Har Sinai, there was a Mushba Vaimid Har Sinai, that the Yidin swore. So the question is, where exactly did the Yidin swear? Where was this Shvua? Let's give another Kasha. We learned the Gemara the other day on Dav Chof Aleph, where the Gemara talked about Moshe Rabbeinu, who was Mashpia the Yidin Ba'arvas Moyev. Vechem Motsinu Ba'moshe Rabbeinu, Kishishpia Sisro Ba'arvas Moyev. The Yidin were in Arvas Moyev in Sefer Devarim which is at the very, very end of Moshe Rabbeinu's life, it's the last year, the last tkufa that the Yidin were in the Midbar. Which means 40 years later, it seems that the Yidin swore again. Where was that for? And Va'oid, if the Yidin already swore that they were going to keep Torah mitzvahs, at Har Sinai, why do we need a, a shvu again at Arvus We just spoke out of Marshan, a chida, that talk about sh- the shvu that every single child needs to swear before it's Yetzel Avraham, the Gemara needs the Here you have two shvuas in the Torah, seemingly. One at Har Sinai, and the other one is the Arvus And the question is, what exactly are these two shvuas all about? And where are these shvuas mentioned in the Torah? They must be staring at us somewhere. It can't be that we talk so much about shvuas Har Sinai, and if you look in the Rishonim and the Achronim, no one's going to ask as a kash of where was the shvuah of Yeshloimar, Inami? No, there is no such marimak. So obviously the shvuah is there somewhere, and the question is, where exactly is it? The MS is a very, very short answer to this question, but in order to appreciate the short answer, I think we have to take a step back and we have to understand something that appears a lot in the Torah and just have a little bit of a better appreciation of what exactly this means. You find in the Torah many, many times that two people, or HaKadosh Baruch Hu, with someone would make a bris. It would be a covenant. What's a bris? What exactly was a bris? What does it mean? What's the Pirish Amil's verse? The bris ben Absarim. What exactly was a bris? So the short answer is, a bris is when two people are going to come to some sort of agreement, a closing. I'm going to sell something to you. We have a deal. We have a pact. Whatever exactly that is, to consummate that agreement and to consummate that pact, they would make a bris. So today, if two people wanted to agree on something, you'd probably have lawyers and documents and John Hancock's and that's the way you would arrive at your agreement. That's the way things are done in the modern world. Some industries, it's a handshake, a handschlag. In other industries, it's mazal. Sometimes all you need is the back of an envelope. There's a concept of kinyanim. But the idea is, we all understand conceptually what it means to come to an agreement, but not just dvarim sham to physically have some sort of agreement. In the olden days, the way agreements went down was with a bris. Now, this was very, very dramatic. You know where bris happened? This is not for the faint of heart. Number one, they would take an animal, and they would bring a shaykhet. So today you have a lawyer, then you had a shaykhet. He shows up into the conference room, and he comes with a groysam messer, he comes with a chalif, and he whacks the animal in half. You put one animal on one side of the conference table, the other one is on the other side, and you, 
you don't sit on a swivel chair, but rather the two chevra, these two parties, they walk between the animals and they say mazel tov, and then you bring out the bourbon. That's 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 how it happened. That's what used to happen. They would do a bris. Now you're gonna tell me where does this come from? It's a Rashi and Chumash, and it's a Rashi and Chumash two times. Rashi says it's pamayim bahava. He says it in parshas lechlecha, and he says it in parshas. He says it more times, but in parshas lechlecha and parshas and in two places for sure where Rashi says this. Parshas lechlecha is the parish of the bris bein absarim. Avram Avinu is already getting older, and he's so bad. He wants to have children. They wish to promise them all the haftachis. Abulamais, it's not happening. And then finally, there's the Brisbane of Sarim. And what happened by the Brisbane of Sarim? I'll tell you what. Here's the deal. I want you to take in a certain eagle, an eagle mishuleshes, the ace mishuleshes, the ayo mishulosh, the tarva geisel. So Avraham Avinu comes with a whole bunch of animals. Mamish, he brings a calf, he brings a goat, he brings a ram, he brings a whole bunch of animals. He brought all these animals. He went and he chopped these animals in half. And he put half of the animals that were chopped on one side, the other half on the other side. But he didn't chop the tzipar, and you have the whole story. So what was this all about? So Rashi says that there's a lot of midrashim, and there's a lot of mysticism, and there's a lot of Kabbalah. This is the Brisbane Absarim. This is the turning point in Jewish history and world history. The world will never be the same after the Brisbane Absarim. At the same time, there's also a simple reading of the Pasuk, Lafi. He was being Kairos Bris with him to keep his deal, which was that he would give his children Eretz The derech of the Karse Bris was to take an animal, cut it into two, and to walk between the two. It's a pasuk in your miyoh. And that's what was going on of it. So Rashi says, I've added this mysticism and this midrashim. What's going on over here is Avram Avinu is cutting this animal in half. He's going to walk through these animals because that's what a bris is. And Parshish Nitzavim, Rashi says it again. Over there, the pasuk says, Lo'avracha bevris. It says, What does it mean, La'ovracha bebris? So Rashi says, Derech havara, Kach hoyu korse brisois oisem. Mechitza mikan, Mechitza mikan, Fa'ovrim bengtayim. And they would walk between the two. That was a bris. So a bris involved all this drama. And this certainly made a point, right? You remember we once walked together in between uh, a goat? Yeah, we had a deal, right? It's not just a handshake. It's not like a little pump this bump. This is serious. And the bottom line is, this is what, this is what a bris was. But the MS says, a bris was even more than that. When two people would be curious bris, they would swear. There was a shvua. They would swear. That was part and parcel of a bris. So if you were ever at a bris in terms of this type of Indian, there would be a shvua. Because part and parcel of what a bris was, there was a shvua. And sometimes it was even more than just a shvua. Sometimes the parties would say, and this is like really dramatic, but they would say, we have a deal. The deal is, I'm going to keep my end of the bargain, you're going to keep your end of the bargain, whatever exactly that is. And I swear I'm going to keep it. And not just that, the person would say out of his mouth, but he would say is, that if he's not going to keep his end of the bargain, he's willing to be makabal klolois, and alloys and mamish, terrible, terrible things. And that was really making a point. You find even the times of Chazal, they would talk that way sometimes. Akapach has right? 
Arab and a Chama, you find these things sometimes that people would say, like the Gemara brings it usually Belash and not. But the point is, is that was a way of really making a point in a very, very forceful way. But that's partially what a bris was. It was a mitzvah, it was a transaction that was something that went beyond the scope of the of the psukim of the Torah. This was something that was commonplace that went on in the world several thousand years ago. And that even Rashi, when he's learning the brisim of the Torah, which of course is Kaidish Kadashim, but Rashi says there's an over here. A bris is an agreement, it involves animals. It involves walking through the animals. That's the taich of la'avrecha. It involves a shvua, and sometimes, sometimes, it even involved an olam. When the yidim were makabel the Torah, it's clear in the psukim of the Torah that there was a brisk component to it. Just to read a few psukim. Parshas Yisrael. Va'atim shemay atishmu b'koyli u'shmartem es berisi. David says clearly, There's a bris. Somewhere here there's a bris. It's more mufurish in the end of Parshas Meshpatim, which is a muktam umuchabatayr, which is part of the narrative of Maimon Arsina. Vayikach sefer habris. Moshim Abinu took the sefer habris. Vayikru ba'oznayam, and he announced it and he told it to the nation. Vayoyimru kol ashedibar Hashem nasim v'nishma. Vayikach Moshes Adam, and then he took the blood. Vayizrak aloam, and he spritzed it on the arm. Vayoyimer hine dam habris. This is the dam of the bris. Ashakaras Hashem imachem al kol advarim oela. He was a bris at Maimon Har Sinai. Says the Medrash in Parshish Nasai. And the Medrash is actually tucked away because it's in Parshish Nasai. And it's on the Pasuk that says, Vishpia Oysa Hakoyen. It says the Medrash is a mushal. Zeshfua Shehishpiyam Sheyukaimu Asatayra. The Vishpia Oysa Hakoyen is a mushal to a different Shfua. The Shfua that the Abish was Mashpia Kla Yisrael, that one day they would be Mekaim the Torah. Where do you find that he made them swear? This is the Marumakim. This is the Marumakim. Kemod Teimo. He Neidama Bris. And there's no bris without a shvuah. So you want to know where shvuah sarsinai was? This is where shvuah sarsinai was. Shvuah sarsinai was with the bris. The ain't bris below shvuah. You know, it's interesting. We're learning now the parsha of the Avasak Toshim. And you find many, many psukim in the Torah where the Torah talks about the fact that the Ebishter swore that he was going to give Eretz Yisrael to Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. Right? There are many psukim that make this point. That there was a shvur, the Ebishter swore. Just one pasik. This is in Parshish Kisisa. Leich, Alei, Mizeh, Atavam, Asher, Helisa, Meeres, Misraim, Elaris, Asher, Nishbati, Lavram, Yitzchak, Liyakov, Leimar, Lizarach, Etnena. Here's the challenge. Go find somewhere in the Torah where you find that the Ebishter swore to Avram Avinu that he was going to give him Eretz Yisrael. There's no such shvur. It doesn't exist anywhere. The emphasis says, if you look in the Ramban, in this week's parish, the parish has told us, and then the Ramban in parish, Vayishlach, he talks a little bit about where the Shavuah is what. But he says, but Avram is Pashit. He mutches with Yitzchak and Yaakov a little bit. But you find references to a Shavuah, many. But you don't physically find the Shavuah. Where was the Shavuah? I think it's Pashit. It was the Brisbane Absarim. That was the Shavuah. Avram Avinu had many brisim. There were Yudgim or brisim just in the midst of Mila. So there were many, many brisim. And ain't bris shvua. And because ain't bris shvua, that is where the shvua was. The shvua was the bris. The reason we don't fully understand that is because we've never seen a bris where they're chopping animals and people are walking through it. But if you were ever zoichet to be at such a ceremony, you would know that it involved the shvua. And that's what was never even a kasha because we're supposed to know that that's what a bris is. Ain't bris shvua. That's the poshib shot. The reason there was a shvua is our Sinai. Where you find it is you find it by the fact you find it by the fact that there was a bris. But the emphasis is a little bit more than that. And this is going to open up a whole other element 
dimension in terms of understanding Chumash. And that is that if you look in Parshas Kisavoy, Parshas Nitzavim, there's a lot going on, right? Parshas Kisavoy, Parshas Nitzavim, not such an easy Parsha. There's Olis, there's, there's Onchim, you have the Toichachim, Parshas Kisavoy, right? There's a lot happening. So what's happening there? What's happening is, if you go through the Pesukim now with this understanding, and with the Gemara Nadarim, Dachachem and Av, that we just learned the other day, so really what's happening is, is that there's another bris, and there's another Shvua that's taking place. What was the tachlis of this? The tachlis was a bris, which also means a shvur. So the idea was that there was going to be a bris and there was going to be a shvur. This is what we know as shvur Sinai. But the MS is, this pasuk says more than just a bris. What's an Allah? And Allah is a klala. So what does the klala have to do with anything? It's what we mentioned earlier. There were times where when people would be kairos bris, they would add a dimension. It always involved the shvua. Aim bris below shvua. It's a lasha chazah. But in addition to the shvua, sometimes it would be an Allah. Where the people would say that I'm willing to be makabal chalil. That's what would go on. There was a vachulu there. But that's what would be included sometimes, part and parcel, in the, in the bris. And in Arvis Mayav, it's mafurish that that's what's going on. So let me ask you a question. What about by Harsinai? Was there a, a, an Allah component to the shvua as it relates to Harsinai? It's a Rashi and Chumash. The Pasik says, we know the Taich is mentioned twice in the Torah. It's in Torah's Koyanim and it's Mishnah Torah. Torah's Koyanim is in Parashat Dechuk Koysai and in Mishnah Torah it's in Parashat Kisavai. At the end of the Torah, it's very, very long, the Torah in Parashat Kisavai. At the end of the Torah, at the very, very end, last Pasuk, Eila Divrei Abris, Ashitziva Hashem Es Moshe, Lichroi says B'nei Yisrael Be'eretz Moyov, Milvada Bris Ashikor Asitam B'chayrev. This Pasuk has a ponim now. This is one second after the Torah. It's the next Pasuk. It's the very, very next pasuk. Eile divrei habris ashetziva. This is when the chazan starts uh, leaning loud again. Eile divrei habris ashetziva. Hashem es Moshe lichrei says bnei Yisrael beretz Moshe. These are the words of the bris. Besides for the bris, ashakar asitam b'chayer. So number one, what does it have to do with a bris? The toichacha has to do with the bris. Pasha, read the pasuk. Yeah, you know what the toichacha was? The toichacha was Moshe Rabbeinu told the Yidin, you can be makabel the Torah, gavaldi. But this is going to be a bris. You're not just going to say, I do. This is going to be a bris. And the bris is going to involve a shvur. And it's going to be a shvur sa'allah. Now, the yidin are going to be makabal shvur sa'allah. They have to know what they're being makabal. What is the Allah? What are the klolis? It's the toichacha. That is what the toichacha was. The toichacha was the Allah. This is what it is. There was a bris. The bris involved an Allah. Kederich kersei brisos. And the toichacha is Moshe Rabbeinu poshit is expressing what exactly the toichach is going to be. But the Loshin is, this is the bris, milvada bris, ashakaras, itam b'chayrev. So zokte, like Rashi, lichroi says, b'nei Yisrael, elu divra bris, ashtiv Hashem, lichroi says, b'nei Yisrael, elu divra bris, ashtiv Hashem, Ba'alo b'shvur. What's Rashi mean? She kablon le'em satayr ba'alo b'shvur. That the kabbalah satayr had to be a kabbalah satayr. Not stam to say that we're going to accept the tayr. But it should be with a shvur. Not just with a shvur, with an Allah. And what's the Allah e'le devri abris? What's the e'le devri abris? It's the aforementioned. It's everything that we just said. What is that? It's all the psukim of the toicha. That is the e'le devri abris. Milvad habris. And this is besides for the other bris. 
Rashi, And this is in addition to the other bris, which also involved an Allah, and those were the Klolois in Sinai. So there's two Teichachas in the Torah. You have the Teichachah in Vayikra, Parshas Bechukosai, and you have the Teichachah in Sefer Dvarim, and Parshas Kisavai. Why do you have the Teichachah twice, and what is exact? It's just to scare everybody. Like, where does it even come in the Teichachah? Right, you look at the positioning of the Teichachah, like, well, where is it? The Territ says the Teichachah was part and parcel of the Shvua. There was a Shvua Sarsinai. Klai couldn't just be Makabah the Torah. There was a Bris, and this Bris is very, very important. The Eskar is Brisi. This is a very, very important Bris. But a Bris involved uh, an agreement. And the Klai Yisrael's end of the agreement was that we're not just saying we're going to keep the Torah, but it's going to be with the power and the impact of a Bris. And if it's going to be with the power and the impact of a Bris, then means there's going to be a shvua, and it could even mean there'll be a shvua sa'ala. Well, in our case, it involved a shvua sa'ala. And shvua sarsinai had to have an Allah, and then shvua's arvismayev also had to have an Allah. The Allah of the shvua sarsinai is the toichacha and parashas bechukaisai, and the shvua and the Allah of arvismayev, that's the toichacha and parashas kisai, and that's exactly what's going on, and that is the, the placement that is what the Teichacha represents. So the bottom line is, we began with a question. The question is, we talked throughout Shas about Mujbavayim Arsinai. Where was the Shfuah Sarsinai? It was the Bris. Ain Bris for Shfuah. Klai Yisrael was Mechabal Bris. And because Klai Yisrael was Mechabal Bris, that's what the Shfuah Sarsinai is. Incidentally, just to bring out this point, like so sharp, I saw one of the Rishayim in the Bechar Shah. The Bechar Shah was one of the Bali Teisvahs. So the Bechar Shah, one of the Bali Teisvahs says that we know Parshish Mishpatim, Hashem tells Moshe to take the blood. And what does Moshe Rabbeinu do with the dam? He splits it in half. He puts half of the dam in the agonos. Why are we splitting dam right here? The next words. This is what the Karsai used to do. They used to split things. So traditionally, they would split animals. Over here, they split dam. And he says, Apshat, why they split dam. But this Pasuk, that's what's going on over here. And he says, what's the next Pasuk? Because this is part of the bris. What was the Nasa Nasa v'nishma, you know what the v'nishma was of Nasa v'nishma? It was being mekabel the bris with the shvua, with the Allah. That's what the Nasa v'nishma was. Mamish dvarim the flood. This is what the Bukhar says. But either way, this is where the shvua sarsinai was. So we're just left really with one question. And that is, so we understand now where shvua sarsinai was. I mean, it's been steering on us all along. It's, it's the bris. Ain't bris play shvua. So that's where the mushbava of Sinai was. We understand why, although Klai Yisrael was by every single child, when he's Yatzel Avra he needs to do this all over again. Until he swears. Because not everybody was at Arsinai. The Neshamas were, but not all the Gufim were. And because not all the Gufim were, every single Guf that's Yatzel Avra now needs to swear. Needs its own Shvua. But we still need to figure out is why Klai Yisrael have to swear again by Arvis Why did we need to do that again? We did it already. And the Kash is not just why. What is the Shvua? What is the Tachlis and the Tayelis of that Shvua? If Klai Yisrael swore already, that means it's Sheikhal HaShvua. If it's Chal HaShvua, in Shvua Chal HaShvua. So what is really the Tachlis of the second Shvua? So we'll just end with this Mara Mokim. And that is, if you look at Rabbeinu B'chayu, right in the beginning of Parshness Netzavim, and the Makar is really a Medrash Tan Chuma. So Rabbeinu B'chayu says, a Dover Niflo. He says, Niskabtsu ato bekan kol Yisrael bebris hasheni. Kishem she niskabtsu bebris harishoy. 
B'maymer ar Sinai. You see the word bris now, it has a different pun. Because Klai Yisrael was mevatel the first bris, but Omra when they said Ela Eloyecha Yisrael Leficha Chazak Kan BeEretz Mayav Lichrois Iman Bris Acher. That's why they had to have another bris. They kiblu Aleim BeAlo BeShvua, and they were makabel this BeAlo BeShvua. Says Rabbeinu Bechayi, you want to know why the Yidden needed another bris? The reason they needed another bris is because the first bris, unfortunately, was bottle. It was bottle when Klai Yisrael sinned, but the Chete Ega. You want to know what the Chetah Eagle did? It whacked out the whole bris. That whole bris that Klai Yisrael had, we lost. And therefore, 40 years later, Klai Yisrael was going to have to have another bris. And that was the Shvua, that was the bris, that's the second Teicha. That's what that's all about. That's why we have to have another bris. Mesimcha, Meshachachma says, Adover Nifla. This parasha, the whole Arvis really starts in parashas Kisove. You have to know a little why Kisove and Nitzavim are two separate parashas. Because really, it looks like it's one long parasha. I saw in the Shari Aaron, he says something beautiful. He says that maybe the reason is because we know Chazal say that we read the Teichah twice, and both at the end of the year. One before Shavuos, which is Rosh Hashanah, the Paris Elon, and before Rosh Hashanah. Why could they should tich Hashanah v'kililoyseh? It's like this, the, the year should pass with all the clothes, v'tasch Hashanah v'brichayseh. But Taisva says in the end of Masechtis Megillah that at the same time, we don't do it mamish the last week because we don't want to make it a little bit too close. So what we do is, literally, so we have a one parsha break in between. He says, could be that's where the whole parsha of something came from. He said, it came, we parsha with mafsik, well really, in theory, could have been one parsha. To be Mekayim this Toysvis. The Toysvis said there has to be a Litein Revach between Parsha and Parsha. So it's Me'inyan, Le'inyan, Ba'isa, Inyan, but it doesn't have the Toychach in it. The Toychach at the end of the day is in Parsha's Kisavai. The Toychach is not a Parsha in itself. Oh, but Emma says, it's, if you look in the Rishonim, it's one long Parsha. So this Parsha really begins in Chamishi Kisavai. That's where this begins. So the beginning of Kisavai is one topic, and then Chamishi it, it shifts. And if you look over there, so the Pasuk says as follows, Vayedaber Moshe v'hakoyhanim v'halavim el kol Yisrael leimar haskeis u'shma Yisrael hayoyim azeh niyesu la'om l'ashem alikecha So who's talking to Klai Yisrael? Moshe, the Koyhanim, the Levim, and then telling Klai Yisrael hayoyim azeh niyesu la'om. So first of all, what does it mean hayoyim azeh niyesu la'om? Zokr Mesem, Chutzpashit. This is the bris. This is Mamish Maimed Harsinai all over again. I didn't we already do it? Yeah, we did, but the bris was bottled. When Klai Yisrael said, Eilali Hechi Yisrael, why are the Levim talking? They're on the wrong side of the podium. They're supposed to be in the audience. It should be Vayedaber Moshe. Vayedaber Moshe Vakoyhanim Vayedaber In Harsinai, it wasn't Levim talking. The Levim were listening. They were part of the audience. Why are they talking? And it's the Rabbeinu B'chai we just mentioned. Then why did we even Need a shvuas arvis moyev. Why do we need a second bris? It's because when Klai Yisrael said Eilali Hechi Yisrael, they lost the original bris. They lost the original shvuah. They weren't necessary. They didn't need it because Shevet Levi was the chmilas shemelai. They never sinned with the chet egel because they never sinned with the chet egel. They didn't need a second bris. They still had shvuas harsinai. It was the rest of Klai Yisrael that didn't have shvuas harsinai, but they had shvuas harsinai, and that's why when it comes to the second bris, Shevet Levi doesn't have to be in the yard. Well, Pasha learned chumash is vayadaber Moshe vakoyhanim halavi. I'll call Yisrael Lemar Haskes Ushma Yisrael. He says more over the Mamish Dvarim, the Flam, on that Pasuk in Parshas Kisava. It's in Perichov Zion Pasuk Taz. But regardless, these are the two Shvuas. So just to end with the Kasha, and that is, so at the end of the day, for Roiv of Klai Yisrael, it sounds like from this Medrash Tanchuma, the Rabbeinu Bechayi quotes, we don't have Shvuas Asina anymore. So if that's the case, it's Hadrat Kushtuladukhdeh. Why does the Gemara always say that you can't make a Shvuah on a mitzvah because you're Mushbavayim Asina? No, you're not. You're Mushbavayim in the Arvis Mayov. 
It's the Gemara the Dharm Dafchafet. Now Shevet Levi is Mushbu by Marasina, and that misses. This is Mamish the the Gedolim's Kasha, the Marsha, and the Chida. They asked it regarding the Gemara Nida Daflam and Amid Beis, but we're asking a different Kasha. The Chayra, it's not Shvuas Ar Sinai. The Chayra isn't Shvuas Ar Bismayev. We'll end with a Kasha.